Good morning. Uh, whether mitzvahs require kavana or concentration um, to fulfill the mitzvah, intent to fulfill the mitzvah, uh, or mitzvahs uh, do not require uh, intention uh, to fulfill the mitzvah, and they can fulfill it uh, even without intention, whether mitzvahs trichas kavana or mitzvahs ain't trichas kavana, is not a topic that's uniquely related necessarily to Pesach. However, the Gemara it applies to all mitzvahs all year long. However, the Gemara does um, uh, couch the discussion in terms of some of the mitzvahs of Pesach, and therefore as part of our preparations for Pesach, I think it's uh, something that's kedai to review, which is the topic of mitzvahs trichas kavana, mitzvahs ain't trichas kavana. My hope is that Mir Hashem to this is set the table for discussion. I hope to have next week, which is focusing on l'shem yichud and whether or not if, if a person does require kavana, even if he doesn't require kavana, is there is it important to have kavana for the deeper meaning of the mitzvah, and is it important to articulate that kavana in speech through the form of l'shem yichud? So this is really a preparatory discussion uh, for that, but of course it has significance in its own right, whether mitzvah shikas kavana, mitzvah zayin shikas kavana, it happens to be related somewhat loosely, as we'll see to the parashios uh, hashavua, parashios vayikra, and uh, karbonos in general, in terms of the t- t- aspect of karbonos that they have to be brought lishma, it has to be brought for that s- sake of that specific karbon, and what if it was lacking in lishma, some of those halachos are related to mitzvahs and their relationship with kavana as well. However, the Gemara begins, or the Gemara has its discussion regarding mitzvah shikas kavana, and, uh, at least two places, one in the Gemara Rosh Hashanah, the other in Masech Lishpachim, and each time relates it to a mitzvah that appears on Pesach. First, the Gemara tells Masech Lishpachim, Rosh Hashanah, here, Oisalev, Kafoi v'ocho matzah, if a person is compelled to eat matzah, and he eats the matzah, Yatzah, he has fulfilled the mitzvah of matzah. Rava extrapolates from this statement, Zoysay meres, hatoykeo if a person blows the shofar, and his intention is to make a jingle out of it, a ditty, a song, um, and not for the mitzvah of Tkiah Shafer, but he happens to blow those same notes that we use for Tkiah Shafer. He has fulfilled the mitzvah of Tkiah Shafer, even though that wasn't his intention. Sigmar says, well, that's exactly the same as a person who's compelled to eat matzah, that he fulfills it, even though his intention is not necessarily to fulfill the mitzvah. He was forced to do it. Sigmar says, no, one might have distinguished, and this is important for something we'll get to in a minute. So, Pshita Hainuach, that's exactly the same case. No, Maldatema, Hasam, Ocho, Matzah, Amar, Achman, Ocho. Maybe there the mitzvah is to eat the matzah, and in the end of the day you ingested the matzah. Hocha zichrin truaksiv. Here the pasuk says they should remember the trua, which implies that there's something that's more than just blowing the shofar that uh, that that is required. That you have to somehow internalize the message of kia shofar, and that wasn't what your intention was. Your intention was to blow for a song. So I might have thought that that's not considered. You you would not be yoyt to the mitzvah in that setting. Alma kasava, but nonetheless. Rava teaches us, Kamash one, that you are Yoytzei, Amakasava Rava, so we see from Rava's extrapolation from the statement regarding Matzah that the same is true with regards to Tkiah Shaifer, that mitzvahs ain't Trichas Kavana. The opinion of Rava is that one can fulfill the mitzvah even without specific intention to fulfill uh, the mitzvah, even though that wasn't his concentration at, at, at the moment. The Gemara Masech Lipsachim raises the issue again with regards to Mara. The Gemara asks, why is it that a person can't fulfill Mara when he eats the Karpas? And well, it could be, you know, if you use a, a potato, then the issue wouldn't, wouldn't arise. But if you use a vegetable that could be used for mower, for karpas, they could have, you know, be the same vegetable. So wh- why is it that a person can't fulfill mower at the same time that he fulfills the karpas? So Mara says, because that's not what your intention is. Your intention is to fulfill the karpas and not mower. So Reish Lakis, uh, extra, you know, learns out from here, Zoysa Maris, Mitzvah Shikas Kavana, must be, you have to have Kavana, you didn't have intention for Mara, you had intention for Karpas. Then the Gemara continues and says, no, maybe that's not the case, maybe even if Mitzvah ain't Shikas Kavana, even if you don't need a specific intention to fulfill the Mitzvah, you'd be Yotzei anyway. However, here Chazal established that we should have two dippings 
at the lower seder. One, the carpus and the salt water. The other, right, the mara and the charoi says, we have to have two separate uh, stages in the seder. Kadeshi yishalu atinoika. So maybe we're, you're not supposed to fulfill the mara together with the carpus, but it, that doesn't necessarily imply one way or the other with regards to mitzvah shikas kavan or not. But we have in mind for later on. You have in mind for the bracha bari priyadama for later on, but not to be yaitse mara with carpus, right? Yeah. Anyway, the Gemara brings it up in each uh, you know, time, and it sounds like there is somewhat of a debate in the Gemara, tug of war, whether mitzvah striches kavana or mitzvah ain't striches kavana. Where, where would the issue of kavana come up? How, according to the Mandiyama, the mitzvah striches kavana, where did they get that from? So the Prima Gadim over here, he's given a quote the name of the Lulavush, that he believes it's a mitzvah midday raisa, kosev de mikro yolif, he learns it out of a pasuk. However, the Prima Gadim, well, you know, if the, if the, if the Prima Gadim can't find it, we're not going to have much success either, but the Prima Gadim says that he says, I don't know where the Pasuk is. He throws up his hands and gives up, I don't know what Pasuk the Levish is talking about, but he thinks that there's a Pasuk that this is derived from. Others, later on, have pointed to a Ramban in his comments on the Sefer Mitzvahs, in the Mitzvahs I say that the Ramban forgot, so the Ramban over here, Eisdalet, suggests that perhaps you could derive this principle from the Pasuk and Parashas Ekev, who will avdoi b'chol avavchev, you should serve a Kaddish Baruch with your whole heart. Says the Ramban, Kleimah b'kavana retzuyah shleim alishmoi. What does it mean to serve a Kaddish Baruch with your whole heart? You should have intention, you should have concentration on serving a Kaddish Baruch when you're doing the mitzvahs. Um, not to do the mitzvahs without kavana. So there are some who point to this pasuk that perhaps this is a source for what the Levush told us, that mitzvah shrikh is kavana, perhaps is a din midday raisa. Rav Asher Weiss argues in his Sefer, over here, I say that maybe you don't even need a pasuk. This is such a compelling svara. Maybe this is all the Lavush said he learned that I have a pasuk. But maybe it could be a din midday rice, a mitzvah shikas kavana. You don't even need a pasuk. It's such a compelling svara. If the whole purpose of doing mitzvahs is to build a relationship with a kaddish baruch Hu, to serve a kaddish baruch Hu, then it, 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 it's intuitive that one should have to have that in mind when he is uh, when he is performing the mitzvah, because otherwise you're not going to be able to build a relationship. <laughs> if a person wants to build a relationship with his wife and therefore he purchases gifts for her. So so if you would if you would purchase the gift, you buy a ring and just have it laying around in the house and the wife finds the ring, you know, she she'd say, Oh, this ring. He said, Yeah, I didn't buy it for you, but here it is. You know, you're not gonna build a relationship that way. I mean I'm sure she might be happy she got the ring, but she won't think highly of you or you won't you know have have a deeper relationship, uh, a bond because you happen to have a ring lying around in the house. She happened to have benefited from. So, so if one wants to build a relationship, it makes sense to say that you have to have mitzvah striches kavana that you should have to have in mind <coughs> to perform the to serve Hakadosh Baruch Hu as you're performing the mitzvahs. That's such a compelling svara that we almost have to wonder why is there a, another view that mitzvahs ain't striches kavana? It's so compelling. Rav Asher Weiss argues, you know, we could have derived the mitzvah derives from that svara alone. That, that, of course, if you're serving Kaddish Baruch Hu, you should have that, uh, you should be concentrating on that as you're performing the mitzvah, and that's what you should have in mind. Uh, how could there be a view that holds mitzvahs ain't shikas kavana? So, in fact, the Ran, in his understanding of that view, mitzvahs ain't shikas kavana, explains over here, Oizvav, that even that opinion holds. Of course, you need kavana, but the kavana is implied by your actions. When you're doing a mitzvah, it's like, uh, obviously, you know, that's the intention that's implied. Kavan is certainly a critical ingredient, and he compares it, and again, the comparison is loose, but he compares it to a Gemar Masef, the Zvachim, at the beginning, which tells us that all Karbanos, um, um, even if you shech them Shaloy Lishman, the carbon is Kasher. However, there are certain Karbanos that if you shech them Shaloy Lishman, then it's possible. Carbon uh, uh, Pesach is one of those Karbanos, because the Pesach says, um, um, that everything is supposed to be l'shem Pesach. So if you shech the l'shem another carbon, you shech the Pesach l'shem shlamim, you shech the chatos l'shem 
the other carbon that has to, you know, if it's Shalai Lishma is possible, as if you shech the Chatas Lashem Asham, the Chatas Lashem Ayla, then the Chatas is possible. Let's say I didn't have in mind anything. It was Stam. Stam. So the Gemara says, Stam Lishma. The default is Lishma. By both, the, these, both of these carbonates, both by the carbon Pesach as well as by the carbon Chatas, even though if you shech the Shalai Lishma, it's possible. If you shech the Stam, so Stam is Lishma. Those carbonates have to be shechted lishma, but here stamas lishma. That's the default. So Soto says around over here, stamas is considered to be lishma, uh, and, and therefore even the view mitzvahs entry because kavana doesn't mean that you don't need kavana. It would be better if you would have kavana. Says around over here, and his comments in the Gemara Masechtes Nedarim Oisches. Gemara says in Masechtes Nedarim that this phrase is, is more famous for the second part of the phrase. But the Gemara tells us, "Asay dvarm l'shem poalam." You should do mitzvahs l'shem poalam. L'shem po'alam, for the one who created them, who created you, says the Ran, L'shem HaKadosh Baruch Hu Sh'po'alam, created the mitzvahs, created you, V'tziv Alem, and he commanded us about them. Then the Gemara continues, V'tziber Ba'hem L'shmam, but you should learn Torah, not L'shem po'alam, not L'shem HaKadosh Baruch Hu, but L'shem the Torah. That's the whole basis for Sharadal and Nefesh HaChaim, that we learn Torah, L'shem the Torah, not L'shem uh, Dveikos necessarily, as opposed to the other mitzvahs that we're supposed to do, L'shem HaKadosh Baruch Hu. So the Ran, Ran himself seems to subscribe to the notion that whether you hold mitzvahs Shrikas Kavana, whether you hold mitzvahs ain't Shrikas Kavana, of course it's preferable, of course it's better if a person would have Kavana. The Mishabur actually quotes later on, um, to turn the page, Oisid Gimel, the Mishabur, in the last line of Sifka uh, and uh, Zion, we're right in the middle of paragraph Yigimel, so he says, Everybody holds, you know, that, that, as, as, you know, it's a proper thing, for a person to have kavanah, as the Gemara says, and not to do mitzvahs, mitzvahs are However, the view that mitzvahs ain't shrikas, that's all obviously ideal, because even the view that mitzvahs ain't shrikas kavanah is not denying the value of kavanah. Of course kavanah has a place. It might even be, you know, such a compelling argument that it should be kavana that that's why one man the Yomer held mitzvah shrikas kavana. Without the kavana, you know you aren't you aren't in fulfillment of the mitzvah. It's indispensable. But even the view that mitzvah saying shrikas kavana certainly denied did, did, did not deny the role of kavana, but it felt it was it was implied. Therefore, the Ran continues, and the Ran says that's only true that mitzvah saying shrikas kavana if you didn't think anything. You know you weren't necessarily having kavana for the sake of the mitzvah, but not kavana for anything else. If a person has kavana for a different mitzvah for something else. So then, then that will disrupt the kavana that you have for the mitzvah. Uh, again, he goes back to that comparison to the karbanos. If a person, when he shakes the carbon pesach, has l'shem shlamim, he has for the sake of a different carbon, now that passes the carbon pesach. If you would have had neither kavana for pesach nor kavana for shlamim, we say stama l'shma. That, you know, that's the default. But when you have kavana, you fill in the blank with something else. So then we can't say that there's implied kavana, there's implied l'shma. Adorab makes it worse. And now that undermines the default, that undermines what would have been implied, and it ruins the kavanah. So therefore, says the Ran, if you have in, in mind for a different mitzvah, so now that undermines uh, the, the ability, even, though, even according to the Mandar, mitzvahs ain't shrikas kavanah. We have kavanah for something else, that ruins, that ruins um, the mitzvah. This is Taisus' view as well, in explaining Gemara Mishaftah's brachis. The Gemara says in brachis, if a person picks up a cup of wine, uh, a cup, I'm sorry, a cup of beer, heichel the kanaket kasa the shikra, over here, always test. And he thinks that it's wine. He thinks that it's wine. So he begins his bracha, baruch Hashem, and he, he thinks he's going to conclude boy priyagofen. But then he realizes in the middle that it's beer, which should be shahak only So he begins baruch Hashem, having a mind that he's going to make boy priyagofen, but then he concludes shahak only properly as it should be. So the Gemara is a shayla, whether or not he's yaitzi the bracha. 
Do we go basar ikha bracha? You know, what he had in mind at the beginning of the bracha or based on what he said in the end of the day at the end of the bracha. So Titus asked in the name of Hikshar of Yaakov Mikinon, he asked, what difference does it make what you had in mind when you said Baruch Atah Hashem, that it should be for Baruch Priyat Governor as opposed to Shackle Nehebet Vero? In the end of the day, you should Shackle Nehebet Vero. What about the Man Yama? Mitzvah ain't Srikha's Kavana. Yeah, there's one view in the Gemara, you don't need Kavana for the Mitzvah in the first place. So, so what difference does it make that you had in mind one, as long as you concluded properly with the Shackle Nehebet Vero? So Taisus explains, even though it's true that you didn't need Kavana uh, in, you know, at all, when you had Kavana for something else, you didn't need Kavana for the Shackle Nehebet Vero, if you just would have said that we're good enough. But when you had Kavana for a different Mitzvah, so now we can't say Stamal we can't say the default was that you had, you, know, you had intention for that Mitzvah that you're doing. You defined your Actions is having a mitzvah, you know, having intention for a different mitzvah, and therefore Taisa says it's worse. Here at the last line of his test of a heikal in this kavanah baruchayyam and imsah sheikh aloy mahani. Even according to the mind of mitzvahs, ancient kavanah certainly kavanah plays a role, and therefore if you have kavanah for something else, that undermines your ability to be able to fulfill the mitzvah. It's a big difference between the rice and the rabbanon. Shachol and boripia are the same. Well, both, both the rabbanon. Both the same. Both the rabbanon. Here you are. So why, what do we care? What do you mean, what do we care? What do we care about Mitzvah Darabana, whether it's Shrikas Kavana or not? Are we talking about we, ne- we never distinguish Darabana Darabana. We'll get to practically the post can do, but that's a practical matter, not, not necessarily a fundamental one. Whether Mitzvah Shrikas Kavana, Mitzvah Shrikas Kavana should have applied across the board, the Rice is Darabana. Same thing. Yeah, it's good horror. Yeah. It's not, I would say this is at least like Shrikas Kavana. Oh. Like he doesn't want to eat. Oh, we'll, get back, we'll get back to your point. It's, yeah, it's also a great horror. Huh? What? Who's saying anything? This is what you have in mind. <laughs> but what do you have in mind when you say Baruch That's the question. That's what we're asking. means I could define my I could define speech that I made by by modifying it by by further defining it. It has nothing to do with what I had in mind at the time of the mitzvah. Either you had in mind the time of the action, or you didn't have in mind the time of the action. Tarek Bedi was halakha in speech. There's no one speaking yet. Who, who's speaking? We didn't mean, you probably is what you're thinking. Huh? You said that, but that, but kavana not necessarily has anything to do with speech. No one ever said you have to express that kavana verbally. It could be this is, presumably, is what, is what, is what you have, uh, what you have in mind. I understand, I understand the point, I understand the point. Because this is not a matter of speech. Tarek is a matter of speech. If I said something, so then, ah, it's like a soundbite. Ah, but you give me Tarek to redefine what I'm saying. This is not a halach of speech. Kavana is not a halach of speech. Kavana is a matter of what I had in mind. And you had in mind to make a bracha on Bari Priya Gavin. Yeah. By switching it and saying shakal Tarek even though you already said Right, but Kavana was not a matter of Dibor in the first place. Kavana is a mental issue. Right. So by you So my Dibor it, later on doesn't define my, my mentality. It's apples and oranges. Yeah. What you do see from Tysus is the fantastic you said, and again, this is more focused on the Lushay Michael discussion. What you see from Tysus is, is that, I, that all mitzvahs are not the same. I had Kavana here to fulfill a mitzvah, um, and nonetheless... I'm not in fulfillment of the second mitzvah because I, I, you know, mitzvah A because I don't mind mitzvah B. So you don't see that all mitzvahs are part of the same team. And then mitzvah three because kavana is enough. If I just have a generic kavana for mitzvahs, that's good enough for all mitzvahs and they all fall under that larger umbrella. 
That, it seems to contradict the statement that's made by the Aruch HaShulchan. If you again, you flip back to Oisei Gimel, the Aruch HaShulchan writes, you don't have to have kavana for that specific mitzvah that you're doing. As long as I have kavana to serve Hashem, that's fine. Um, from Tysus, it sounds like it's not necessarily the case. From Tysus and around, it sounds like if I have kavana for one mitzvah, that precludes another mitzvah, which sounds like it's not all on the same team. Now, one could argue... <laughs> In defending the Aruch HaShulchan, Aruch HaShulchan is very handy, if he's right. But one could argue in defending the Aruch HaShulchan, no, no, that's true if I generically have Kavana. You know, I have Kavana for serve Hashem, all the mitzvahs could fall underneath that umbrella. The minute I define my Kavana, that might preclude mitzvah A, might preclude mitzvah B. But I didn't have to have in mind either one of them. I could have had in mind all the alphabet, all of the mitzvahs, and maybe that would have been good enough. The fact that I chose to define it further, that itself precludes it, even though I didn't need to do that. Um, perhaps that, that you know that, so that you marginalizes say, the second mitzvah. So when you say Mrs. Shrikha's Kavana, you're referring to it does make a difference. The claims blanket, all mitzvahs from the Tesis and the Rishonim. It sounds like no, you have to have in mind very paragraphen. Yeah, it sounds like they're a little bit more specific, and you know we, we have to figure that out. How specific do I have to be? But either way, it sounds a little bit not like the Rishonim. But what Tesis told us was. Again, that even according to the view that mitzvahs ain't shichas kavana, kavana certainly does play a role. This is the basis for Taisus Masech Lusik, who asked the well-known question, how is it that a person is able to make the bracha of Dalit Minim over And of course, every bracha has to be made, also at the beginning of Sachem has to be made, over before you perform the mitzvah. But it shouldn't be over the over. It can't be too far in advance. You don't make the bracha on the talus while it's still in the bag. You have to take out the talus, be ready to put it on, and right before you put it on, so then you, you, you make your bracha. That's over And right before you tighten the knot, you don't make the bracha on the tefillin while it's in the bag. But as you put it on, right before you tighten the knot to fulfill the mitzvah, so then you make the bracha. Over here by the Dalaminim, when are you going to make the bracha over You can't make it while it's still in the, the, the Esrik box. You can't make it while the wolf is still in the plastic. It's too far in advance. So you're going to have to pick it up. The problem is the minute you pick it up, mida agbe, nafikbe. The minute you pick it up, you're ready yoytze. So how do I make the bracha over lasiyasin? So Tysus has a few suggestions. The first is turn over the Esrik. Make sure that the Esrik is upside down. You're only yoytze the mitzvahs of Dalaminim, kiderach in the way that they grow. And here you're having it upside down. You're not fulfillment of the mitzvah. We all know that that's the common custom. Tysus does bring up, though, another suggestion. Just have in mind not to be yoytze. The mitzvah of mean until after you make the bracha. Have kavana shaloi lotzeis. And Tysus feels kavana shaloi lotzeis. If I have kavana not to be yotzei, then whether you hold mitzvah shrikas kavana, mitzvah ain't shrikas kavana, even if you didn't need kavana in the first place, if you have kavana not to be yotzei, you're not yotzei the mitzvah. How could kavana shaloi lotzeis work according to the view that holds mitzvah ain't shrikas kavana? You need kavana in the first place. What do you mean? I have negative kavana, kavana not to be yotzei? So that undermines the mitzvah that, you know. That, Therefore, I'm not Yaitse. Must be, Tysus again holds that even according to the view that Mitzvah's ancient because Kavana, Kavana does play a role. So even though you don't need Kavana actively, we presume that. We spoke on your behalf and presumed Stama, Mistama, you had, you, you had Kavana. That's implied by your action. But if you have Kavana, Shaloi says that's like having Kavana for a different Mitzvah. So then a person, um, a person would not be Yaitse. However, there is a different view. The Beis Yaisif over here, Oisir Aleph, cites the opinion of the Ra'ah. The Ra'ah holds that even if a person has kavana shaloi latzeis, first the Beis Yosef quotes Tosis view that if you have kavana shaloi latzeis and you're not, you don't fulfill a mitzvah. The opinion of the Ra'ah is shafilo tzeveach shena roitzah latzeis. Even if you're screaming, you don't want to be yoyed to the mitzvah, you are still yoyed to the mitzvah. And the Ra'ah is, as already brought up, a person who's compelled to eat matzah, kafova ochol matzah, they force you to eat matzah and you eat the matzah. The Gemara told us in Rosh Hashanah, you fulfill the mitzvah. How can you fulfill the mitzvah if they're forcing you to eat it? So one could have argued, I presume this is what the other Rishonim will argue is that, no, you didn't want to eat it because you weren't interested in eating matzah. But if you're eating it, you're okay with fulfilling the mitzvah. 
That's, that's all it means. It means you didn't want to fulfill the mitzvah, but you didn't have kavana not to be yoytze. Once you're eating it, and maybe it was opposed to the carbs or something, but you know, once he's going to have the carbs, he might as well get the mitzvah along with it. That's not how the Ra'al learned. The Ra'al learned, no, even though you're screaming, I don't want to be yoytze the mitzvah, you're still yoytze the mitzvah, even though you had kavana shaloy lotzeis. The Ra'al seems to be subscribing to a whole different perspective of mitzvahs ain't shrikas kavana. According to the view that mitzvahs ain't shrikas kavana, what would be uh, what, what, what what that would mean is is that the mitzvah is defined by its action alone. Your kavana is lomala velomorid. I presume the ra'ah would feel therefore that there's no ma'ala necessary to having kavana. The mitzvah is the mitzvah, and even if you're screaming, you have no kavana. You still yaitzeh because the mitzvah is limited to the raw act, and the kavana doesn't play a role lomala velomorid. Not like we've been explaining until now that whether you hold mitzvah shi because kavana mitzvah shi because kavana kavana plays a critical role whether it's indispensable or it's implied. That was the machlekes, but everyone agreed that kavan was part of the ingredients over here of the you know of 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 the cake. The ra'ah believes you know that kavana doesn't play a role at all, and therefore even if you have kavana shalalot, says you are yotze. There are those that read this into the Rambam, probably mistakenly so. But the Rambam writes over here oisud beis kashomeya brachem and abrachas mitchila viad seifa. Person who hears a bracha v'niskaven lotzeis ba he has kavana to be yotze. He's yotze even though he doesn't answer amen. You yoyt say even though you don't answer amen. But if you do say amen, it's as if you made the bracha yourself. Now, the implication of the language of the Ramam, the Kesef Mishra is aware of it, and that's why he immediately goes on defense. But the language of the Ramam implies that if I have kavana to be yoyt say, I don't need to answer amen. If I answered amen, even if I had kavana not to be yoyt say, one could have read the Ramam this way, even if I had kavana not to be yoyt say, you're yoyt say. Because he only mentions the requirements for kavana when you're not answering amen, which implies when you answer amen, it's as if you said it yourself, even without kavana. Maybe even if you had kavana, not lacking kavana, even if you had kavana shaloi says you would be say the bracha, like the ra'ah, that if you make a bracha, even though you have kavana shaloi says you're say the bracha. The Kesef Mishra says that can't be the case. Both situations we're talking about where you had kavana, but if you answer Amen, it's a Maila, Shtikl Maila. The Ram doesn't talk like that, though. The Ram doesn't talk about Shtikl Mailas. But it's a Shtikl Maila that it's as if you made the bracha yourself. The Rambam, though, the clincher is the Rambam has an achuva where he was asked about this, and the Rambam denies it. He says that's not what he meant to say, even though there are people who are reading the Rambam this way, that's not what he meant to say. But there are some who are cheshish for this opinion of the Ra'ah, and even within the reading of this uh, Rambam. The Bach claims that that's why on Sukkot none of us do this. None of us, uh, you know, at least the people I know, don't pick up the Dalminim as they grow and have Kavana not to be Yaitse until they make the Bracha. In Shulchan Aruch, the only option that's recommended is to turn it upside down. Why? Why don't we? It's so much easier. Just have Kavana not to be Yaitse. So the Bach claims, because we're Chayshish with this opinion of the Ra'ah, that you're Yaitse the Mitzvah even though you had Kavana Shaloi Lotzeis. And therefore, there are some who are machmir that not to answer amen to a bracha that they themselves don't plan to fulfill yet. For example, a person's going to make a bracha over halil, uh, yontif, so some are careful not to, most of minigalim is to answer amen to the bracha of the chazan and then make the bracha themselves. How can I make the bracha myself? I just answered amen to your bracha. I don't have intention to be yotzeh with your bracha. I plan to make my own bracha. But according to the, this reading of the Rambam, the minute you answer amen, you're yotzeh. So there are some who are careful to say the bracha together with the shliach tzibur as opposed to doing the amen and having a mind not to be yotz and then saying the bracha themselves. Why? We eat the afikamin al tonight before chetzayis. Who does that? 
Yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah, obviously, wouldn't eat, work with this. Yeah, you eat, eat before this, before this man. That's what we keep saying. Yeah, yeah. With the uh, kavana, I won't be yotzer. I won't be yotzer. None of it works with the raw. All that goes out the window. Yeah, all of this with Kiva Eger's kavana. You know that if this, if this, then that. If this, if Kriyashma is mine, Kriyashma. Yeah, yeah. None of this works with the with the raw. The raw throws everything out the window. Okay, but that those are the two views of Mrs. Einchikas kavana. Presumably, most the establishment follows the raw that even according to the view of the Mitzvah Saint, because Kavana, Kavana plays a role, Kavana is important, it's just implied, unless you have Kavana for a different Mitzvah, or you have Kavana Shaloi Lotzeis. But how do we paskin in this issue whether or not the Kavana is implied, or whether or not it's indispensable, and I actually have to have that intention or concentration at the moment that I'm performing the Mitzvah, is a debate in the Gemara. It plays out as two opinions in Shulchan Aruch over here, Oisigim, or Yeshua Mishayim, Mitzvah Shrikas Kavana, Yeshua Mitzvah Shrikas Kavana, V'chein Halacha. The Halacha is that it does require Kavana. However, as Avi alluded to before, um, this is a machlekes over here in the Shulchan Aruch, and therefore the Mishnah Brew over here, Sivkan Yud, quotes the Magen Avram in the name of the Radvaz, that this is a sveika, the Dina, the Shulchan Aruch was machmer mitoicha sofik, that you should have kavana, but then we should only be machmer mitzvah smidoiraisa. Since it's a sofik, whether you need kavana or not, we should say sofik doiraisa lechumra, by mitzvah smidoiraisa, you would have to have kavana. If you didn't have kavana, you'd have to go back and do the mitzvah again. By mitzvah smidoiraisa, we would say sofik doiraisa lekula, and if you didn't have kavana, you would not have to go back and do the mitzvahs again. That's why when it comes to a mitzvah midoiraisa, we go to extra lengths to make sure that everybody has kavana when doing the mitzvah midoiraisa, because by mitzvah midoiraisa, we pass in mitzvah shrikas kavana, by mitzvah midoiraisa, mitzvah zain shrikas kavana. As we mentioned before, obviously it's always better to have kavana. Right? That, that's always better. By mitzvah midoiraisa, mitzvah midoiraisa, this machlekes applies both to doiraisas and doiraisas, but as a practical matter, since it's unresolved, we are machmir by Mrs. Midaraisa, and you have to go back and do it again. But Mrs. Midarabani would not have to go back and do it again if you didn't have if you didn't have Kavana. But obviously it's ideal to have Kavana in both situations. The Mr. Brewer, though, over here is quick to point out that there's two types of Kavana we're talking about. There's one Kavana over here, it's Sivkat in Yud. There's one kind of Kavana. No, back in Sivkat and Zion. There's one kind of Kavana that's for the deeper message of the mitzvah. What, uh, you know, what is the perish hamilus that I'm saying? What is the purpose of this tefillah, this mitzvah? That's one kind of kavana, which obviously enhances the performance of the mitzvah. Then there's kavana to be yoy to the mitzvah, uh, to fulfill the mitzvah of HaKadosh Baruch Hu. So the whole discussion about mitzvah shrikas kavana, mitzvah saying shrikas kavana, is limited to that second kavana. Not the deeper kavana, the mystical aspects, perhaps the, you know, the, 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 the theological aspects of performing the mitzvah, or perish hamilus as it comes you know, to, to different things that a person is required to say. That, that's secondary. The whole discussion over here with the mitzvah shrikas kavana, mitzvah zayin shrikas kavana, is did I have kavana to be yoy to the mitzvah at all? Perish hamilus and these deeper ideas, that's, 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 that's an entirely different matter. Uh, with the exception, of course, of the first brach of Kriyashman, the first three brachas of Shemona Esrei. In the first brach of Kriyashman, first three brachas of Shemona Esrei, it is required that a person have Kavana, not only to fulfill the mitzvah of Kriyashma, Kavana to fulfill the mitzvah of Tila, but actually Kavana for the Perush Amilos, as to what a person was a person saying, but that is not required by all the other mitzvahs, obviously better, but not, 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 um, not required. Here, where the Mishnah Brewer is really echoing a well-known distinction of Reb Chaim at the beginning of uh, his Kedushim on the Rambam, Hilchus where he attempts to resolve a contradiction in the Rambam with this kind of distinction. The, the Rambam in one place says, If a person doesn't have kavana when he is davening, so then the tefillah is not a tefillah. If he davens without kavana, he has to go back and daven again. However, the so Rambam seems to say, If you didn't have kavana, you're not yoytzeh. But then, he asks, the Rambam elsewhere in Hilchus Tefillah, 
um, later on, Perigud, says that a person only has to have Kavana during the first Pasuk of Kriyashma and the three first Brachas of Shemona Esrei. Obviously, better to have Kavana for the whole thing, but those are the only Kavanas that are absolutely indispensable. You have to go back and repeat it if you didn't have Kavana for those, you know, for, for Kriyashma and for the first three Brachas of Shemona Esrei. But otherwise, it doesn't sound like Kavana is, is necessarily um, required. Always preferable, but not necessarily required. So that's the contradiction he's dealing with in the Rambam. So Reb Chaim resolves this tension by suggesting, of course, that there's a difference between Perish Hamilos versus the recognition that a person is standing before a Kodesh Baruch Hu in Tefillah. The fact that Perish Hamilos, that's only necessary for the first bracha, uh, first three brachas of Shmona Esrei and the first Pasuk in Kriyashma. However, recognizing that you're standing before a Kodesh Baruch Hu in Tefillah, that is absolutely indispensable for all of Tefillah because without recognition of the fact that you're standing before a Kodesh Baruch Hu in Tefillah, you're just saying words. There is, uh, you know, there is, there is, uh, it, it, it isn't even a mitzvah to begin with unless a person recognizes he's standing before a Kaddish Baruch Hu and Tefillah. Now, this could be because the Ramam Paskins, mitzvah striches kavana. Or it could be the Ramam here is telling us more, and that is, uh, again, hopefully we'll get to the next time, the Ramam is talking about more when you have a mitzvah that doesn't even have an action associated with it. If you have an action, we can say, well, the kavana is implied. If there is no action, there is no action, all there is is a statement. Well, then, if you don't recognize any uh, consequence of the statement that you made, how can we really call that a mitzvah in the first place? Maybe the, even the Ma'an the Yama, mitzvah's ancient because kavana, you don't need kavana to fulfill the mitzvah, only said that when there's an action where the kavana can be implied. If it's just a statement, a tefillah, so then maybe if there's no kavana, it would not be implied. Um, the Beis Yosef mentioned such a distinction in the name of Rabbeinu Yoyna. If you look back at Oisir Aleph, Rabbeinu Yoyna um, said of our mitzvah in the middle of because the whole Amira is believed, reading is it's, uh, it's, uh, it's, it's uh, verbalizing something you have in your mind. When there's no Maisa to speak of, where your Kavana could be implied, and your Amira, you have no intention at all, so then obviously you're not, you're not in fulfillment of a Mitzvah. So he distinguishes between Mitzvahs that have an action as opposed to Mitzvahs that are entirely uh, verbal. But either way, the Rama makes this distinction. Okay, and no Mithya Samalik is a Mitzvah Day Raisa. Maybe, maybe, yeah, yeah, yeah. or any Mitzvah like that. Anyway, but that's what Chaim's distinction within the Rambam, that Perish Hamilus, only the first Pasuk, the other three Brachas of Shemana Esrei, first three Brachas of Shemana Esrei, first Pasuk of Kishma. Otherwise, it's enough if a person ha- recognizes that he's standing for a Kaddish Baruch and Tefillah. If he doesn't recognize he's standing for a Kaddish Baruch and Tefillah, so then, you know, he's not, he isn't, he isn't Yaitse at all. Because it's not Tefillah. It's like... Kaddish, you can say the same thing. It's a song. What makes it a mitzvah is... is there's an action. There's an action. Yeah, there's an action, action to speak of. Is it also action of uh, Chitu Well, it could be the Rambam's view. Is, the Rambam's opinion is Mitzvah Shrikas Kavana. So it could be this tefillah, the fact that he says this by tefillah, is just a reflection of his view in general, that if you don't have Kavana, the basic Kavana, to be Yaitse a Mitzvah, you're standing for Kaddish Baruch tefillah, that you're not Yaitse. It could be, though, this has nothing to do with that, that view. Everybody might subscribe to this because there's no action here. But it could be within the Rambam, you're 100% right. The Rambam's view is in general, Mitzvah Shrikas Kavana, action, no action, they're all the same. Um, and this is just following in the, you know, the party line that Mitzvah's Shrikas Kavana. However, this view of the Rambam, is, this, view, this explanation of Rambam is very extreme. In the Gulyanis of the Chazanish, he asks, Chazanish has Gulyanis, his comments on the back of Rambam, 
this Kedushim on the Rambam, and he asks uh, on this uh, comment of Rebbeim, if that's the case, that means betfila. That means every time a person gets distracted, he doesn't recognize he's standing for a Kaddish Baruch Hu He's not yoyt to the mitzvah of tefila. So uh, the Chazanish quotes the Gemara Masechtes Bava that tells us there are three mitzvahs that a person violates or struggles with every day. One is herhuri avera. The second is iun tefila, iun tefila. That we could all improve our tefillah every day. We could all improve our tefillah. Something everybody, everywhere is always working on. And avach uh, lashon hara. So there are three things that we are struggling with, all of humanity, every Jew, every day. So if that's the case, we're all struggling with you and tefillah every day. So then every time your mind gets distracted in the middle, you're not yet in the midst of tefillah. How, you know, how are you talking? How can such a thing be? So the Chazanish or, or modifies Rebbeim. Maybe Rebbeim would agree. I don't know. But the Chazanish says, um, Where is it? In the Goyanus of the Chazanish, and I see the end of Vaisi Dawid, so he says, He says, No, it must be when a person recognizes, you ask your, you know, uh, a wife, where did the husband go in the morning? He went to Davin and Shul. You ask me, Where are you now? I'm in Shul. If we would interrupt the guy in the middle of his daydreaming in Shmanes, so he says, Where are you now? I'm in Shul Davening. That's good enough. That's cold. You recognize you're standing for a Kaddish Baruch Hu and Tefillah. It doesn't have to be that I'm concentrating now proactively on that side. Even if I get distracted, you ask me, where are you now? I'm in Shul and I'm davening. So the Chazanish says that that's enough. What he calls Kavana Keha. A week, a Yediyah Keha. A week, Yediyah, that I know I'm standing in Shul and davening. That's good enough. That Huh? It sounds like the re'eh. Like the blanket. Uh, like the re'eh. Like no, no. Here you have kavana. This is called kavana. This is called kavana lattes. I know I'm in shul. I know I'm davening. That's good enough. Wherever you are. So the Mr. Brewer has. Uh, uh, well, maybe. But I don't think so. But the Mr. Brewer has over here. Look. Uh, back. Mr. Brewer makes this distinction. In Yud. He quotes in the name of the Chai Adam. Uh, six lines up from the bottom. In Oisi Gimel. So he says, Vida Oid. Uh, if there's circumstantial evidence which you know defines your actions further, so then um, that's considered kavana lotes. Even according to the view, kavana, or so we're all going to be mocked mitzvahs kavana. The fact that you're in shul, you're doing the mitzvah, we get it. That's probably kavana. That's good enough. Which is along the same lines as what the Chazanish told us. Even to satisfy Rabbi Chaim's whole, you know, lofty uh, standard that for kavana for tefillah and all tefillah, it's always required that you recognize you're standing for Kaddish Baruch tefillah. The fact that you have your diakeha, you're you know largely aware that this is what you're doing. You're standing in shul. The circumstantial evidence testifies to the fact that this is what you have in mind. So that would be good enough in order to satisfy. If you make a mistake in your brachas, then you should be okay because the place where you. What do you are, mean made a mistake? Let's say I made a, a bar, a bar priyagafen. No, that's a di- wrong mitzvah. They have to go back. You said something different. Here we're talking about you got distracted. So if you got distracted, is that called, oh, I have to go back and do it again? Because Mr. Srikas Kavana, according to the way Rabchaim told us, you forgot you're standing before the bar you have to go back again. So the Chazanish and the Chayyadim are saying, even when Mr. Srikas Kavana, but that Kavana that you're standing before Kaddish Baruch because otherwise it's like you're not davening in the first place, it's good enough that you recognize largely what you're doing and that, that for it should be sufficient. So that's why it's interesting. I've always wondered, you know, we announced before Pasha Zachar, which is Mitzvah Midday Raisa, we announced before Mekilah Sesser, Devei Kabbalah, maybe could have, you know, is is uh, is Kedivrei Torah? So we announce everyone should have kavana for this mitzvah to be yotze. Why don't we announce it every Shabbos, you know, or every time we are in davening? Everyone should have in mind to be yotze davening because that's what we're here to do. We have that in mind every time. We assume we assume that that's what everybody has in mind every time. Here we're doing a mitzvah we don't normally do, so people want to have in mind that specific mitzvah. Maybe there's an Indian, as we already said, not to have in mind generically. I'm doing the rotten of Hashem, but specific mitzvah. So in mind that specific mitzvah, mitzvah midiraisi, mitzvah strikas kavana. Um, 
But you know, why don't we announce it by, by Kriyashma every night? Kriyashma is a mitzvah midday, right? So we assume, I guess, everybody has kavana when they come to them and they intend to be yoy to the mitzvah of Kriyashma. But even if you didn't do all that, it would probably be good enough. You're here in shul, if you would ask the person, I guess everybody today knows they're coming for Parsha Zachar, everyone comes out, Parsha Zachar, uh, advertising for it is pretty good. So you ask someone today, even if you didn't have a mind, Parsha Zachar, what are you doing here in shul? I came to shul today to hear a part, you know, I came to shul to Davin and other things, but I also came to hear Parsha Zachar. So according to the, these views, that would be good enough, even according to the you know the the fact that we paskin by Mrs. Mudaris and Mrs. Yikas Kavana, and the fact that you're largely aware of what's going on so is good enough. Be true for Pesach. You're just sitting at there. Yeah. Even if you don't have intention, you're going to have the matzahs anyway. It would be better if you have intention. It would be better if you're thinking about the deeper mystical implications of what you're doing. But yes, well, just, yeah. if you yeah, yeah yeah, even if you're kind of you know there for the ride, but yeah you you you, 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 get, you get what's going on. Yeah, so then, then, then it, would be, um, it would be good. The Rambam, though, so that, that's how it plays out, Halach So within the Rambam, though, there is a, a, a debate. Because the Rambam seems to contradict himself. On the one hand, the Rambam writes, with regards to whether Mitzvah Shikos Kavanah or Ain Shikos Kavanah, the Rambam writes in Hilchus Kiyah Shoifer, that HaMesasik B'Tkiyah Shoifer, who is Islamit, a person is blowing Shoifer in order to learn, Lo Yasei Dei he, he's not yoyed to the mitzvah of Tkiyah Shoifer if he, you know, without kavana to be yoyed to the mitzvah. If he's just in t- attempting to learn, he's, he, he's not yoyed to. hear from someone who's born now for the sake of the mitzvah, lo yotzah. However, the Ram, when it comes to Hilchus, uh, when it comes to talking about eating matzah, the Ram writes over here, if he eats matzah without kavana, he does fulfill the mitzvah. So even though he doesn't have intention to fulfill the mitzvah, he is yaitzah matzah. When it comes to kiyah shoifer, he's not yaitzah unless he had intention. So the Ram seems to contradict himself with the mitzvah, srikas kavana, mitzvah saying srikas kavana. So the Magad Mishnah already explains. How could you compare these two mitzvahs. Mm. Uh, ch- ch- matzah is something that's you yourself are doing the mitzvah. Oh, right? actually, actually, you're saying good. 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 So the Magen Mishnah say better. No, you're saying good. So the Magen Mishnah says over here. Um, he asks this contradiction within the Rambam, and he he draws a comparison to a halacha that we have with regards to misasik in general. Misasik means as opposed to a shaygig where. I think something is permissible, and in fact, it's also, misasik means I don't even recognize what I'm doing. I intend to pick up one thing on Shabbos, which is not attached to the ground, and I pick up something else, which is attached to the ground. A person intends to have relations with his wife, he ends up having relations with another woman. They're both there, though. It's not that he thinks this wife, woman is his wife. He, that's a shaygig. Here, there are two things that are before him. He intends to do action A, and instead he does action B. So misasik is not even considered, it doesn't relate to you at all. You're not obligated to bring a carbon for a misasik. It's not considered to be your action because that wasn't your intention. By a shaygig, I intended to do an action on this item, just my facts were mistaken. I thought it was permissible, and instead it is prohibited. I thought it was not attached to the ground, and it is attached to the ground. Here, I intended to pick up item A, and instead I, instead I picked up item B. I didn't intend to do anything with item A intentionally. The whole thing was, was, was inadvertent. So where the entire thing is inadvertent, the entire action is inadvertent, so that's a misasik. You don't even have to bring a carbon as opposed to a shaygig. If you make a mistake, you have to bring a carbon. However, the Gemara says, even though Masasik doesn't is not obligated to bring a carbon, if it's bechalov in varayos, if it's by macholas asuros or by gilo yarayos, you are obligated to bring a carbon. Why shechein nehene? Because you benefited, you benefited somewhat from what happened. You benefited from macholas asuros. You enjoyed it. Gilo yarayos. It was a certain hana that was you know that was had, and therefore because of that hana, all of a sudden now you're chayiv. How does that work? Why is it because if there's hana, all of a sudden you're, you're chayiv? So we could understand it in one of two ways, and either way we could you know would help us in resolving the Rambam. One could be the Magamisha says this resolves the Rambam. Why? Because matzah is different. Matzah, even if you don't have kavana, that's as if you didn't do the mitzvah. It's like a mesasek when you have 
Hanah, you eat the matzah, it's inside of you, you enjoyed it, so then, now, you know, you're yet to the mitzvah even without kavana, like a mesasek, shecheinehena, since you got benefit, so even though the action normally doesn't relate to you, if you got a certain hana, all of a sudden the action becomes, you know, somehow relates to you. But there's really two ways of understanding it. The Machar Chaim, the Nesivas explains, in his commentary actually over here in Hilchus Pesach, that it's because what the Gemara here is teaching us is that there's two kinds of Averis and two kinds of mitzvahs. Some kinds of Averis are focused on the action. Some kinds of Averis are focused on the result. Gili Arayas, Macholas Asuris, because there's Hanah that's involved, the mitzvah is defined by the result, not defined by the action. It's true that on Shabbos, which is defined by the action, I intend to pick up item A, and I said I pick up item B, item A was permissible, item B is prohibited because it's attached to the ground. So then, I'm not chai of a carbon on Shabbos because that is action-oriented. If I didn't intend to do the action, the action doesn't relate to me. However, Macholas Asuris, Gili Arayas, is is result-oriented. When it's result-oriented, so then, even a masasik, even though that wasn't your intention at all, you fulfill the mitzvah or you violate the Avera. For example, that's why Puruvu, the Minchasinov claims, you can fulfill Puruvu even without any intention, you know, to fulfill the mitzvah because the mitzvah is focused on the result, not on the action. Or Tzedakah, Many are focused on the result, not on the action. If you drop a dollar from your pocket, you fulfill the mitzvah of tzedakah because it's focused on the result, not the action. So one could argue over here by the mitzvah of matzah also. That's the distinction the Ramam is drawing. Tkiyah Shafer is action-oriented. The mitzvah of matzah is result-oriented. But I think even if you don't go with that distinction, even just you know, more broadly speaking, what, what, what Misasik tells us is an action normally doesn't relate to me. If I get Hanah, somehow that builds a relationship between me and the action. So the action normally is not my action because I disown it because it's not what I intended to do. The minute there's Hanah, the minute there's Hanah, I can't divorce myself from the action. Now we're related because I got Hanah from this action. Similarly over here, when it comes to mitzvahs, the mitzvah, if I don't have kavanah, according to the Ramam, doesn't relate to me. It's like it was done by Misasik. It's not my action. The minute I have Hanah, so therefore you're not Yosef Kiyashayf if you don't have a mind to be Yosef. By matzah, when I get benefit from the matzah, so then all of a sudden now I am related to this activity of eating the matzah because I did enjoy it. What this teaches us, though, is what the role of kavana is, is to attach us to the actions that we're doing. To attach us to the actions that we're doing. Yeah. Reb Chaim Vital writes over here, one second. Reb Chaim Vital writes over here on the Kutei Torah, a person who performs a mitzvah without kavana is like a guf b'li neshama. It's a, it's a corpse. It's a corpse. What brings the corpse to life is the kavana, meaning it's a dead action. It's a detached action. What makes it relate to me, what makes, brings it alive, is the kavana. Why? Because the kavana builds a relationship between me and the action, but therefore between me and HaKadosh Baruch Hu. The action is one thing, but what brings it alive, what builds a relationship here, is the kavana, as we started with. The whole role of mitzvah strikas kavana, doing, having kavana when you're doing the mitzvahs, is to recognize you're serving HaKadosh Baruch Hu and building a relationship with the Rebbe Shalom by doing this. The Degelmach Nefraim, some attributed to the Shlach Kodesh also, says that mitzvah is to connect the mitzvah with the mitzvah. Kodesh Baruch is the mitzvah. We are the mitzvah. We are the commander. Kodesh Baruch is the commander. The mitzvah, uh, commands, should have really been sivuyim. Why do we call it a mitzvah? It's because it's to connect the mitzvah with the mitzvah. Even in Aramaic, the Russian tzavsa means to bring together, not just to command, but to bundle together. And what the mitzvahs are there to do is to build a relationship between ourselves and the Kaddish Baruch Hu. And the way that we do that, there's two parts to every mitzvah, the action and the intention. The way that we do that, what animates the mitzvah is, build, you know, is, is the kavana. And it's through that kavana that we're able to build a relationship with the Kaddish Baruch Hu. Ah, well,